Hello everyone, welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, we're joined by Jay Fischetti, a 24-year veteran of the industry and a top producer in his field. Now, let's hear from Jeff and Jay. All right, Jay. My man, my polished professional. This guy is the most, one of the most polished professionals you'll ever meet. Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Jay Fischetti. I am from Ellie McIntyre State, uh, <laughs> as she likes to tell everybody. Um, I'm in Columbia, Maryland, which is right in between DC and Baltimore. Um, I've been doing this full-time over 23 years. Um, I've been with Keller Williams now, like 13 or 14 years, and I've been a Glover U client um, February 2020, which we all know what that was about, so, which was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. You've been through quite a few programs. Uh, they had them up on the screen. They can probably throw them up there again. Let, let me count. Uh, one-on-one client since 2020, listing mastery graduate, salesperson to CEO graduate, sales rocket, in-person, the in-person sales rocket, and then systems of real estate. So when you think of the programs that you've gone through, why, why is it that in addition to one-on-one, because we have a lot of great one-on-one clients in the room that say, well, you know, I don't really need a program if I'm already at the premier level, if I'm already in their one-on-one coaching, why, why would you take programs in addition to the one-on-one coaching? Great question. I realized I need to go back and still do that stuff. And for years, doing it for a while, you just kind of feel, hey, you, you know it, you don't necessarily need the scripts and practice and all that stuff. And you see other people around here and you know, people like Connor who in a couple of years, they're just killing it. So yeah. you realize, hey, you've got a, we got an agent in our office who's a couple of years in the business and he's killing it. And I remember someone mentioned like, those are the kind of people you have to watch out for. So yeah. um, look, you're clever, you changed my trajectory. Um, just- do, you know why, do you know why that is? That's actually not us. And actually, you both have this in common. Uh, you actually remind me, Connor, a lot of Jay. You're both very coachable. You accept things with blind faith and just say, hey, if I'm paying for this and you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. You don't question it. You, you don't try to manipulate it. You don't try to do it a different way. You just do it. And that's a big part of, and I know Kate Simon talks a lot about this, like, hey, yes, we have our part as, as coaches in this process, but you also have to show up as a willing client. And that's one thing I know about both of you, especially you, Jay, because we've been in business together longer. Well, I think the difference is, and I mean, I could teach a class on Kate because she is just awesome, is everyone in Glover you I've met, even the, the people here, they, they care. Like, it's just, it's a different feeling. It's a family feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something I hadn't had in years, and it's got me re-excited. Um, even I had a conversation with Greg Erlinger last year, and just... I was asked, picking his brain about what is he's being successful, and he says he likes to be surround himself with givers, and that's kind of our culture. I got yeah. Nick here, our top agent on our team, and we're trying to build a culture that we we care, and that's what I feel about Glover U. It's like, and you see it, and I hear it. You, it's not about the money with you guys, and it's the relationships, and you guys just care. Like it's it's crazy. I mean, when we met. At, in Dallas, when I reached out to you, and again, I've told this before, but you responded to me on Facebook, and I literally was like, well, there's no way it's actually Jeff. Mm-hmm. You gave me your number. You called me and said, hey, can we meet at Family Union Dallas 
that was 2020 for 15 minutes in five minutes in like I was sold I didn't even care at my previous coaching client uh, contract if I couldn't get out of it I was just going to eat that cost fortunately I was able to get out of it and and I still look back someone brought it up the other day and I'm sure because you we all never been what happened in COVID but you got us on those webinars and you got us through it which solidified best decision I made when you were just like here's what we're going to do you guys are going to be productive and in two or three months people are going to be asking you what's going on and sure enough there was me like another agent in our office we're on a zoom call like two to three months later and they had us on there like hey what are you guys doing what's going on and I'm like Jeff Glover Glover you you know Kate Simon just and I'm sure again you guys never been through it <laughs> but you had a plan and a vision and damn if it didn't work yeah well, first of all, thank you for that. But we're here about to talk about you. That's nice of you. Jay, I appreciate all that. We're talking about you, my friend. So you're you know how much I on, love that. One of the things you told me is you're focusing on skills more than ever right now. What does that mean? The, the theme you've been saying and, and Kate's been drilling in my head, it, we're, we are now in a skills market. Yep. So like what we were doing before, and like, look, full disclosure, we're probably going to be a little short of in our, our goals, which I was surprised when I talked to you and you said you guys are still further ahead than most other people. Mm -hmm. And I realized, yeah, you talked about it. What we were doing before is not going to work. Yep. So you know, going back to the basics, um, that's one of the things we're teaching to our team is be more skill foes, you know, focused. It's not, again, it's always about the contact. It is the contact, but it's still making sure we got to call more people. and dig deep enough to find that business and even working with the buyers like a lot of agents are complaining about the business down this and that and yet you look and there's still agents like connor and everyone else up here that are still doing well and closing deal i mean every other day holly and ralph my facebook feed just blows up with their sales so something's working and you've got to figure it out that's the bottom line yeah one of the things I know you've been really good at is your morning routine. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yep, so this is a little embarrassing. I think it was a couple years ago, Nick and I were on plane back from a Glover U event, and I just, Nick and I committed, and I was like, I've gotta get into a strict morning routine, and you and Kate have preached it for a long time. And I just made the decision on the plane, like, I've gotta just do it, because my day used to be come in, do some legion, put up some fire, maybe have a settlement in the morning, whatever. And it was just like, I felt I worked 10 hours or 12 hours and I could have done much less. Mm -hmm. And that two years ago, so I get in the office about 6.50, um, after I drop my nephew off at the bus stop, so I'm in around 6.50. And that first hour is um, returning emails, doing some follow-up stuff from the night before. 6.50 in the morning? In the, in the morning. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, and then, like I said, that first hour is return emails and things if I had to do CMA or something going on. But then 8 o'clock, it's, it's on the lead gen, yep. except Tuesdays, because that's my coaching call with Kate. So you do get a little bit of admin out of the way before 8 o'clock. I do. Which is fine, because a lot, of, a lot of agents actually struggle with, you know, they get anxiety and it weighs on their mind and they, they can't think clearly about their lead generation when they have things that they know are sitting in their inbox and they have to address. Yep. And so that is our, our recommendation. The challenge with that is it requires you getting started earlier. And you know, we're, we're struggling to get agents in you know, 8, 8.30, and now we're saying, all right, well, if you struggle with your operations side,
outside, you know, getting your mind clear before you do your lead gen, you're now going to have to come in 30 to 60 minutes even earlier, and we're having trouble getting you in at 8 o'clock. Yeah, this past week before I came here, I was in 6, 6.15 on my Sunday morning just trying to get stuff caught up. Yep. So after 8 o'clock, eight o'clock what does it look like from 8 to noon? So as you I know, probably know, like I'm huge on database. Um, when I was first in the business, I was doing a ton of expires, FISBOs, that kind of stuff, uh, door knocking, cold calling. And now because we, I've, I've got, I think it's 1,800 in, in my database, definitely helped too because we had, I bought an agent um, who's on our team, but she's retired now. We merged her business. So it works out well because about every three months I get through that database making, you know, my calls and things like that. So I usually get off the phone around 11-ish. Um, and we do have a bunch of Glover U people. I know Nick's one in, in our group, um, Steve Mueller and some other agents. We have a Facebook group, a little accountability group that Kate got me to start up a couple years ago. We've been able to keep it going. You know, we've added to people, lost some people. Sure. So we just, you know, post our numbers. Um, and my goal every day is at least to do 10 contacts and five handwritten notes. 10 contacts, five written notes. Mm -hmm. All right, that's good. I mean, by the way, that's not a difficult thing. That probably takes you 90 minutes? About then. I mean, my problem sometimes is I will talk a little bit more for the clients. Um, sometimes I'm running behind, I will, I will text them instead, you yep. know, make, make sure I get a contact. It's easier yep. for me to not carry on that conversation. I know you said you get a decent amount of business from current clients. What does that look like? How do you get business from current clients? It's a great question. For a while, and I don't know why we all know this, like the best time to get business is during the transaction and all that stuff. And why is that? You always say that honeymoon's over pretty quickly, and I had the mindset of like, well, the honeymoon's over quickly, I'm not going after it. But I decided- Well, because their confidence in you is at the highest point right after they sign a contract with you. Yep. Their confidence in you is at another high point after their get sale on. goes pending. Yeah. Their confidence in you is at a high point after the transaction closes. So you really have three opportunities, whether it's in the beginning, the middle, or the end, to ask for business when their confidence in you is at a high point. Yep. And this is where Kate's done a really good job. I mean, I don't know if she's even out there. Um, just getting my mindset right, because I would still think if, you know, if I'm selling Connor a house, I'm going to be salesy, you know, I'm just commission breath. Oh, by the way, you know, who do you know? So I just, I did not do that. Like, I would have no problem calling you after I sold you the house or listed the house. And now I've started doing more of that say no. Like this is the time they're, they're most excited or most more likely and top of mind what you focus on expand. So been asking more here. And this is, we're going back four months, this last three or four months now asking for the business during that transaction. So how do you ask for it? Just ask them. Um, I've changed my scripts a little bit. Um, what, I stole this from Nick Waldner a couple years ago. He probably stole it from you, but um, <laughs> just- a lot from us. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. I love Nick. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just, um, you know, hey, you know, Connor, during this transaction, um, we find that you're going to know two or three people that are looking to buy or sell real estate. And when it's all said and done, you're going to be able to refer those people to me. And if you don't, you know, if I get your permission, I want to know maybe what I did wrong that you didn't feel comfortable referring those people to me. Got it. So you're holding your service to a standard. And if your service is a great standard, then they're going to be talking to people about real estate. So, hey. Keep me in mind. Correct. Got it. So current client referrals. Love that. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us about your one thing that I've always admired about your business is 
your presentation skills. Uh, you've been through all of the programs, so I know you've been working on your presentation. When you hear me talk on stage about presentation, what goes through your mind with your particular presentation? So I, and I mentioned on the call, like I scrapped all my old presentations and everything now. The buyer consultation, the listing presentation is what you did through, you know, teaching us through the different classes. Yep. So. Um, one of the things I used to struggle with, and the presentation has helped me, is to listen better and understand better. And I think it goes hand in hand with uh, we're in that um, skills-based market. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes, you know, full disclosure, you know, my goal ninety is one hundred percent of the time, but ninety-nine five percent of the time, I'm I'm doing the script regardless of who it is. Yep. Um, and the times that I struggle, and I remember asking you last year when the classes. I was doing very well with the listing presentation. I was not doing the pre-qual script. I was having um, our operations manager, Brandy, mm. who was just phenomenal, yep. um, call. And you actually told me, I asked you about it on one of the breaks, and you're like, listen, if, you, if you're absolutely not going to do it, it's better to do it, but you need to do it yourself. Yeah. And that's helped out tremendously by going through. And I'll be honest, when I first started doing it, I wasn't asking every question on the script. Yep. And it was just uncomfortable. And they, you know, talk about it. we got to get more comfortable being uncomfortable. So yeah. that pre-listing script has been amazing because a lot of times I was finding out, and Kate and I have talked about this, I'd go on an appointment, you know, I'd meet with Connor and it was not really, I took it as a listing appointment, it really wasn't. And I realized, no, I can get all that out of the way in the pre-listing script. Yep, yep, makes sense. Last thing I want to ask you about is uh, your mindset. How do you work on your mindset? What, what goes through your mind? Yesterday we spent a ton of time on mindset. What were some of the thoughts that you had? Or how do you exercise your mindset? How do you keep your mindset strong? What's funny, because um, that's something, Kate just does a phenomenal job. Like, and some of our coaching clients, it's just um, getting me back on track and, and not, as a, a giver, I tend to you know, give too much and I don't say no enough. And that's something that Kate constantly is like saying, you gotta say no more, you gotta say no more. She's good at that. Yeah, and <laughs> um, well, who, who, they talked about the five minute rule. Was that today or yesterday? It's, it's it all blends together. Yep, um, not hanging on to a thought for more than five mm -hmm. minutes, get over it. I've always been a mindset person, even on my computer screen, you know, I've got mindset is everything. Yep. And, there's days where you let it affect you. Um, you know, we try to have our team a culture of just, you know, don't bring the negativity in. Um, now, and again, I had the little flip the switch on our, on our door when we walk in. Just yep. as you go on an appointment, it just, it's, it's a choice. You gotta just choose to do it. What does it mean to flip the switch for you when you're going on appointments or coming into the office? Uh, great question. So answer the, going on the appointment is just leaving everything behind. Um, I used to bring my cell phone on with, with me was a distraction. It would be buzzing on my pocket and things like that. And just staying focused on there, letting them know like I'm present, that I'm here, yep. and being attentive to what, you know, what their needs are. And before I used to just be thinking, oh gosh, I gotta go meet Connor, show houses in a little bit. You're so I might rush through with you and yep. now I, you know, I can't do that, and a lot of it is just being better prepared. You mentally flip the switch, so that way you're 100% into the client. Mm -hmm. Yep, love that. All right, Jay Fischetti. Thank you, Jay. <laughs>
Thank you for taking time to join Jeff and Jay today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com forward slash self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.